I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. Hi, I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church, and thanks for joining in to our sermon podcast today. We hope you find God's love, grace, and challenge as you listen to and for God's Word. Good morning and welcome to Rocky River Presbyterian Church. We're glad that you are with us here on the fifth Sunday of Lent. It's amazing that we Lent has moved by rather quickly, you would say, that we're next week we'll be at Palm Sunday. But we're glad that you are with us today. We have just several announcements. All activities here at the church remain on hold as we're following the state-mandated guidelines. The session is meeting um, on a consistent basis. Actually, we're meeting this afternoon uh, via Zoom to keep focus on what we're to be doing as we move forward, deciding on which uh, activities need to be uh, postponed and moved aside. But uh, they're keeping an eye on everything uh, at the church and how we're going forward. The food pantry will remain open, and we're accepting food donations through the week. A list of current needs is posted on our website. Uh, monetary donations are, are being accepted as well. There's positive article about the food pantry and the Independent Tribune today. You can find that online as well. And Cindy will post it on the Facebook page later. And as we do keep the pantry open, we just say that they're following all the guidelines as well to be as safe as they possibly can. But we still need, need to make sure that folks have food in this time. So stay tuned for more information on how we can stay connected in the coming weeks as God's people. And just for me, standing here today in the sanctuary, I miss y'all so much, looking out and not seeing the faces that I'm accustomed to seeing, smiling back at me. But here we are. This is time for worship. This is the day that the Lord has made that we might rejoice and be glad in it. Let us be faithful in our worship this day, even at a distance. I'm Sharon Vettel, Director of Christian Education, and it's my privilege to be with you today. Please join me in the responsive call to worship. The Spirit of God has brought us here. The Lord has set us down here, though our bones are tired. Can these dry bones live? Yes. The breath of God will revive us. The word of God will awaken us. Today we come together to experience new life. Let us give thanks to the wild, life-giving spirit of God. And as God's people, there are times that we fall short of who we're called to be. There are times that we don't proclaim the life-giving hope that God wants us to proclaim as he asked Ezekiel to do in the story of the dry bones. There are times that we just can't see ourselves being in that hopeful light, and we live in hopeful, hopeless darkness. In doing so, we fall short of who God has called us to be as God's people, and we sin. 
But there is good news for us all this day that as we confess our sins, Jesus Christ is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. Join me in our prayer of confession this day. You call us to be your voices in this world, and we stay silent. You call us to be your hands in this world, and we keep them hidden. You call us to be your feet in this world, and we go our own way. When we meet those who are doubting and say nothing, forgive us. When we meet those who need your touch and do nothing, forgive us. When we are called to take up your cross and carry nothing, forgive us. Breathe life into these bones. Bring freedom to these lives that we might declare with heart and soul and voice that you are our Lord and our God. Amen. Take time for silent confession on your own. People of God know this this day, that God still breathes new life into old situations, making all things new again in Jesus Christ. In Him, we know forgiveness. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Since God has forgiven us in Christ, let us forgive one another. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And also, also with you. Peace of Christ be with you out there today. It's time for our time with children. I have a problem. I have this puzzle. And I have all these pieces. But I've forgotten how they go together. I had the instructions at one time. And I'm not even sure exactly what this is supposed to be. But I've lost the instructions, and I just can't figure out how to do it. I've tried everything I can think of, and I just can't get it all together. In the Bible, there's a story about a man named Ezekiel, who had a difficult problem as well. He had a problem with the people of God, and he just didn't know what to do. He had tried lots and lots of things, talked to them lots and lots of times, but he didn't know what more he could do. So God came to him in a dream and showed him that all that he had to do was listen to God and trust that God would solve the problem. See, Ezekiel forgot that being human, he was limited in what he could do, but God being God, could do anything. Ezekiel thought that he had to do it all by himself, but God reminded him who God was and allowed Ezekiel to step back and trust God and let go so that God could solve the problem. God is so powerful that he can solve any of our problems. All we have to do is trust that God knows what God is doing and allow God time to do that. We can try and try to do things our own way, but only God's way will win the way. I think I'll remember that and maybe try to solve my puzzle again, um, maybe after the worship service. <laughs>
Please join me in our unison prayer for illumination. God of courage, be in our speaking. Be also in our listening and speak to our soul's deep understanding. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the Old Testament, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of God to the, these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my peoples, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The great Presbyterian minister and author, Frederick Bigner, once wrote, if preachers decide to preach about hope, let them preach out of what they hope for themselves. I think that's exactly what Ezekiel is doing here today. He's preaching out of what he hopes for, for his people. Ezekiel is a prophet, which is just a fancy word of saying preacher. He stands on the edge of this vision of the Valley of the Dry Bones today. And if we aren't careful, Ezekiel just might have something to say to us today as he did to God's people Israel so long ago in Babylonian captivity and exile. Because you see, here's the deal. 
God's people, Israel, they kind of made a mess of things in their situation. They had been given the promised land, that's what we call it. They had been there because God had placed them there. But they haven't taken care of their widows and their orphans of their society, the people that are most vulnerable, those in need. And in response to their lack of compassion, they are devoured by Babylon, carted away to a place that God has set for them at that time. Again, we call that the promised land. And they're taken into exile. Their future seems doomed and they have no hope when preacher Ezekiel comes to town. They're like a bunch of old dry bones fading away to dust in the hot sun. There's no hope to get out from under the boot of Babylon. And our bones are dried up, they say, and our hope is lost, and we are cut off completely. So one day, in the midst of all this hopelessness, preacher Ezekiel is out taking a walk to get some fresh air, I guess, from being cooped up in the house, from being in quarantine or something. And the Spirit of the Lord grabs hold of Ezekiel and takes him to this valley filled with a bunch of dusty old bones. And the Spirit asks the difficult questions that God tends to ask of us. Can these bones live? How do you answer that question? Because it's kind of like sitting in a class. You know what the professor wants you to say. You know. Yeah, they can live. We know they can. And you know that's what God wants to hear in this question. But deep down inside, you're not quite sure how that's supposed to work. Well, Ezekiel plays it safe. Instead of being a prophet, he becomes more like a politician. And he says, not yes, not no, but ah, oh, God, shucks, you know the answer. And then the Lord tells Ezekiel to do something ridiculous. Start preaching. Start preaching to a bunch of dusty old bones. Preach. Preach old dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. And I will cause breath to enter to you and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. That's really a rather foolish thing for God to ask Ezekiel to do. I'm sure the neighbors looked on out their windows and thought, this guy's nuts. Did you see the preacher? He's out preaching to a pile of old dead bones. I knew that dang fool was crazy. But there he was, preacher Ezekiel, standing in the middle of a, a bunch of dry bones, preaching away. If preachers decide to preach about hope, let them preach out of what they hope for themselves. So Ezekiel preaches what he hopes for. Ezekiel hopes for his people to live again, to be alive again, to be more than their circumstances at hand. He wants his people to, to be alive and to have hope that they shall see their homeland, that God will place them back there once more. And strange thing, he begins to preach, and what do you know? The breath that can only be the breath of God comes into them, and they have life again, and they stand at their feet. All those dry bones, all hope is lost, cut off completely from their home. And they are not where they want to be. They're not where they're supposed to be. But the breath of God would fill them and they would live. This is the message of hope for Ezekiel's here and now, for his day. How he hopes for life for his people beyond the dust of their day. And in a time of unraveling hope, God asserts the unthinkable 
calling the people to new hope, not grounded in the past, but in the sheer faith that God is about to do the impossible. Ezekiel preaches what he hopes for, and God resurrects his people and brings them back to their homeland. It takes a while, but it happens. It doesn't happen overnight, but they get there. And indeed, these old bones live and live again where they're supposed to be. Ezekiel preaches hope from hopelessness. In, in the late 80s, Greg Boyle was a Catholic priest in, in an area in Los Angeles that was known for the highest concentration of gang activity in the whole country. It was a hopeless place, a valley full of dry bones. Well, Father Greg began to live and preach hope there, even though that seemed ultimately ridiculous to the neighbors. The dang fool was crazy. But he would go there and he would preach to these folks, and this is how he did it. He started Homeboy Industries to offer an alternative to gang life in this high-risk area. And Father Greg would find sympathetic businesses that would agree to hire recovering gang members. He also started a bakery, of all things, to employ these folks and Homeboy Groceries to offer life hope in the middle of hopelessness. Sure, it was nuts, but he did it anyway. He began preaching, and the breath that could only come from the breath of God comes into those dry bones of that area, and they begin to live. Didn't happen overnight, but Homeboy Industries continues to bring life to dry bones. That is what Father Greg hoped for, and he preached out of that hope. If preachers decide to preach about hope, let them preach out of what they hope for themselves. So I've been thinking about that the past few days. What do I hope for? What do I hope and what do I believe for us here today? What is the core of what I see for us here? Like Ezekiel and like Father Greg, my hope is that this passage is at the very heart of who we are as a congregation and as Christians, as a people of faith. I hope that this vision of dry bones guides us daily. That when we look out and see hopelessness, a valley of dry bones, that what we really expect to do is that we expect to see God breathe new life into those situations to bring life again here and now in our today. When we hear our bones are dried up and our hope is lost and we are cut off completely, we as the church, hopefully the voice of God will say, uh-uh. Our hope is not lost. Because I believe that this is what we're called to do as the church. And more than that, I believe this is who we are called to be as God's people. We're called to be people of hope and people of life, even in times that are disorienting like today. I've seen this hope this past week right here. I've seen it in these crazy times HCAM, the pantry here, here at the church, continue to safely distribute food and serve those folks in our area. I've seen people bring food here all during the week and drop it off. Instead of hoarding stuff for yourselves, folks have been sharing what they have with those who might need just a little more in hope. Right as all of the social distancing 
was beginning an AA group came here to the church and started a group that offers life in the situation of dry bones of addiction. What a wonderful opportunity for God's hope right here and right now to offer that to folks who might feel cut off by addiction to see new life breathed into their lives again. I've seen people in this congregation offer helpful ways to stay in touch with each other in this day, to offer up their skills in the simplest of ways and the more intricate of ways to continue to breathe the breath of God into the dust of dry and isolation around us. It gives me hope, hope that God still breathes life into hopeless situations even today. And God is still at work in these days that we're facing. As we are concerned with medical folk and first responders in harm's way, as we should be, we are concerned about finances of the nation and the world and our own pocketbooks and disease and all the like. We face the question, can these bones still live? And our answer is, yes, yes they can. Because God is still breathing hope into the graves of our lives. While we stare into the face of dusty hopelessness, God always makes room for hope. Not wishful thinking, but hope that brings life to these situations. Yes, we might look ridiculous to our neighbors, just like Ezekiel preaching to dry bones and just like Father Greg in the inner city of L.A. But God is not done. If we ever give up believing in such a God and such a hope that dry bones can live again, we give up the very heart of the Christian faith. We give up believing in resurrection hope. But I believe that God's Spirit is still in the habit of opening graves and breathing new life into hopeless situations in our world and in our families and in our lives. The same spirit that God has breathed into the life of this congregation since 1751, that God continues to breathe into the life of this congregation and others just like us will do so in the days ahead. This I believe. And somehow and in some way, I think you believe it too, or you wouldn't be tuning in here today. We believe that God puts that spirit within us so that we, as the people of God, can go and live. So let's do just that. Go live in the hope of God this day and always. This, I believe. No, this we believe. Thanks be to God. Amen. And as God's people, join me in the affirmation of faith. This is from a new creed in the United Church of Canada. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to live with respect in creation, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life and death, in life beyond death. God is with us. 
We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Join me in prayer. Gracious God of all compassion, consolation, you breathe alone the, the breath of life to come into our tired and weary bones and souls. Pour out your spirit upon us that we may face the day with hope, resurrection hope, and faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Help us to live in the spirit, to breathe the breath of life in the situation around us, knowing that the breath comes from you and you alone. May we be the body of Christ, even in our separation. Help our hands to hold the sick and the suffering, even if it is at a distance. Help our feet to walk with those around us in need. Help our ears to listen to those who live in despair. May our eyes be affixed upon the suffering of the cross and the hope of the empty tomb so that we may live as resurrection people. We have hope that old things can be new again. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, help us to do ridiculous things like Ezekiel did, to speak hope in the midst of hopelessness, to keep us alive in your spirit, to be open to such hope, to even to call dry bones to stand up and dance. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever, and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As God's people, we're still called to be faithful in our stewardship, and we appreciate those who have been faithful in their giving. We're also very much appreciative of those who have shown their gifts of stewardship by helping those folks around them out there in the world each and every day now in our time of being apart for a season. So I'm going to pray the prayer of dedication still that we might be faithful in God's stewardship in all of its ways. May we give our offerings to you with gladness and joy. Everything we have belongs to you and we rejoice to give some of your abundant gifts back to you. Bless the gifts we give today. Let your grace be the light that guides us and inspires us and empowers us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As God's people go this day, living in God's hope and the breath of God that breathes life into us, knowing that we are far more than our circumstances, yes, these bones can live. Now, all we have to do is go and live in that faith. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Neil Carter, thanking you once again for listening to our podcast at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. You can also visit us at our website, complete with our online donations for those wishing to give. Come check us out at our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter. 
or if you're in the Harrisburg, North Carolina area, feel free to drop in and visit us in person. Thanks again for being with us today.